0: Because of the extremely low temperatures and wind chills, some of our local schools are running on a delay this morning. Orange County schools are operating on a three-hour delay today, though breakfast and lunch will still be available for every student at every school. Durham and Wake County schools are on a two-hour delay. No change for Chapel Hill Carborough City schools. They're operating on a normal schedule. In local government, the Durham City Council appointed Chelsea Cook last night to serve out the last two years of Leonardo Williams' term in office, representing Ward 3. That seat came open when Williams got elected mayor back in November. That was last night. This evening, the Chapel Hill Town Council meets at 6 o'clock in the Chapel Hill Public Library. Their agenda includes a discussion of the Complete Community Initiative and an update on efforts to rewrite the town's Land Use Management Ordinance, or LUMO for short. The Chatham County School Board also meets today a mid-year retreat that includes a discussion of new schools in Chatham Park, how best to implement the so-called Parents' Bill of Rights, and providing affordable housing support for teachers and staff. You can get links to both agendas on our website, chapelborough.com. Staying in Chatham County, plans are still in the works for a major new VinFast electric vehicle plant in Moncure, but a recent report from the News and Observer has outlined a number of missteps in the rollout of VinFast offerings in the U.S., leading some to wonder what happens to Chatham County if VinFast should fail. State House Minority Leader Robert Reeves of Chatham County discussed that on 97 on the Hill
1: last week. Well, from a Chatham County standpoint, I think we're in the best position we could possibly be in. Here are the facts about what we've done so far. We've attracted the, the largest private investment by, by an auto manufacturer in the history of the state. That's good. That's their money that they're investing in our county. So the money that came from the state, which is also some of the you know largest amount, one of the largest amounts that we've been able to get the state to invest in a particular county, also were a big deal, but all of that goes into the ground in Chatham County. So if VINFAST were to disappear tomorrow, every dime that the state has spent is money that has gone to make that a better site. So we're actually in much better shape today than we would have been five years ago. Um, before VinFast. So Chatham does not lose except for the fact that we now have to go back out and market that site if something were to happen with VinFast. That's Robert Reeves speaking there. You can listen back to the full
0: conversation in the News on the Hill section of our website at chapelborough.com. Now we head to UNC, where university officials have been working to make campus more accessible for students with disabilities, including a new ramp at the Old Well, plus additional training for instructors and $5 million in total funding for renovations. But is the university doing enough, and are they prioritizing the most important things? Carolina Connections' Jalen Neville filed this report last month.
2: UNC Chapel Hill installed a permanent accessibility ramp at the Old Well last August as it seeks to create a more physically accessible campus. Third-year neuroscience major Laura Saavedra Ferrero is a wheelchair user and advocate for disabled students. She questions the true impact of the ramp on disabled students' quality of education. What is difficult is that it seems
0: that took precedent over the things that affect students' daily lives, our struggles,
2: uh, our inability to get to class, our inability to leave our rooms when we're trapped inside. Kim Weed is a UNC English professor with research experience in disability studies. She highlights the symbolic change of the Old Wells redesign. The symbol of our university is now more accessible to a broader swath of people who maybe have historically been excluded. However, challenges persist. Allie Andrews is a fourth-year biology major who identifies as neurodivergent and disabled. They face difficulties with accommodations suggested by UNC's Accessibility Resources and Service. So it's very much like at the professor's discretion, and I think that's a little bit of a problem as well, because that means in some classes maybe you're getting more accommodations than ARS suggests, and in some classes you're getting none. Saavedra Ferrero reflects on the lack of preparedness during an active shooter situation at UNC last August.
0: I still don't think that there are proper emergency evacuation plans. I think after experiencing the shooting as a wheelchair user, as a disabled student on
2: campus, that made me hyper aware of
0: the ineffectiveness of having an
2: emergency response plan. When asked for comment, the university referenced this statement by Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz last spring. Quote, accessibility is an important consideration in every undertaking at our university. I am deeply grateful for the advocacy and partnership of our students on this critical issue. We will continue to make progress and work with students and key campus partners to maintain our focus on the accessibility needs of our community. So, what's needed? Weed incorporates flexible deadlines, running captions during lecture, and utilizing a microphone to make her classes more accessible. Surveying your students. Ask, what are your access needs? Whether they're ARS official or not, And I can give you a pretty good sense of who's in the room and what is possible, what you can do in that term. Saavedra Ferrero emphasizes the need for disabled voices in meetings about safety, facilities, academic life, and student life. Or else their education won't be equitable. From Chapel Hill, I'm Jalen Neville.
0: For Carolina Connection, a student-produced radio newscast from the UNC Husband School of Journalism and Media that airs Saturday mornings right here on 97.9 The Hill. To 617 now time for sports brought to this hour by Olmaz Jewelers Carolina men's basketball is back on the court this evening fourth ranked Tar Heels looking to stay unbeaten in the ACC tonight's game is a battle of first place versus last place as UNC's opponent is Louisville just 1 and 4 in conference play and 6 and 10 overall but the Cardinals have picked up their game in the last week upsetting Miami on the road and going all the way down to the wire with NC State here's UNC assistant Marcus Page on Louisville.
1: That's one of the games where you can't pay attention to the standings. You just have to look at it as another challenge. They're playing a lot better. I think I watched them, you know, however long ago against Kentucky and they really struggled. Then to watch them now, you know, beat Miami on the road and, come within a few points of winning some of these other games that they're a lot better than their record indicates. Today was the introduction to them to the team trying to convey that message so that they know it's serious business uh, come Wednesday night. This group is, has a surprising maturity about them just because they're so playful and funny and goofy and stuff as a group off the court but they have a serious level of maturity when it comes to like scouting report day we're locked in and we're ready to go and I think I think we'll be taking things very seriously and hopefully we'll continue what we did against Syracuse <laughs> and come out all sitting.
0: That's Marcus Page there discussing Louisville on this week's edition of Hubert Davis live on the Tar Heel Sports Network. You heard that on 97.9 The Hill last night. You'll hear tonight's game on 97.9 The Hill as well, tipping off at 9 p.m. in the Smith Center. Our coverage starts at 7.30 with Countdown to Tip-Off. Elsewhere in sports, a big honor for Tar Heel sophomore Riley Heck just named as this year's winner of the Honda Sport Award for Field Hockey, which goes to the National Player of the Year. Heck led Carolina to the NCAA title with 13 goals and 8 assists. Assist. Fittingly, she scored the game winning goal in the shootout against Northwestern that decided the national championship. She's not the only Tar Heel picking up honors this week. Congrats also to Lachlan McNeil, your ACC Wrestler of the Week, after he picked up a trio of wins and meets against Penn Brown and Harvard. And congrats to a brother sister combo, Rodolfo and Aranza Vasquez Montaño, just named ACC Men's and Women's Divers of the Week. It's the 12th ACC honor for Aranza. Rodolfo's first. He's a freshman. And with baseball, Baseball season just around the corner. Congrats to the entire Tar Heel team, ranked 15th in the nation in the D1 preseason top 25. Duke's number 12. NC State is number 13. Wake Forest is your preseason number one. So North Carolina's got a lot of good college baseball this year. Over now to football, where UNC named Jeff Collins as their new defensive coordinator earlier this month. Collins took last year off after being fired after three and a half years as head coach at Georgia Tech. Before that, he had two more successful years coaching Temple, and he also served as defensive coordinator at Florida and Mississippi State. Long resume. Speaking with the media this week, Collins talked about his defensive philosophy and what Tar Heel fans can expect.
3: Being aggressive on early downs, You know, one of the biggest pieces is you know you want to get people into advantageous situations for the defense and creating third and longs. That's where most of the turnovers in college football happen. So being aggressive and multiple and early downs, the terminology and the the way we call things, make it be very easy for our players to learn so that they can play fast, live in the backfield, you know, and cut them loose, then rotate guys in to create depth. So in case you do ever have a a run of injuries, you have guys that have experience and kind of done that, you know, my entire career played a lot of guys. It's an aggressive nature. Uh, It's an aggressive mindset that we have in the building, and I think the guys got to experience that in the first defensive unit meeting the other night, Uh, trying to be a lot more tame uh, in front of you guys in the introductory press conference, but you guys will get to see me on the grass and uh, with the fellas, Um, you know, but we're going to create chaos without being chaotic. Let them get their feet set. Let them get the call. Let them play fast and aggressive and have confidence in what they're doing and how they're doing it. I think that all works together.
0: That's Jeff Collins speaking there. You can visit our website, chapelburger.com, for a longer transcript of his comments plus a full video of his first media briefing as defensive coordinator at UNC.